I would like to lead a meditation now where we will start with uh, the breath as the primary meditation object. And then I, at one point I, I will invite you to uh, let the breath you, you let the breath into peripheral awareness and you bring an area of discomfort in your body. So it could be that you don't have a particular strong discomfort. <coughs> so it could be that if this would be now your breathing meditation, you would actually stay engaged with the breath and lovingly ignore the discomfort. But just for the purpose of playing with this, uh, I will invite you to bring the discomfort into the foreground. So just to get a sense of what I just explained before the break. So let's adjust the posture and you take a few moments to settle and check in. So don't, you know, don't start the meditation quickly. It's like more a settling, a s slow process of letting the body settle. Initially, one can be aware of the whole posture. And then slowly the primary meditation object emerges. In this case, the breath. Heart and mind are open. Keep engaged with the breath. the other things are held within peripheral awareness.
and if you notice that you get entangled into something appearing in peripheral awareness, you notice that and without hurry and friendly you bring the breath back to the foreground. So let's say you haven't done this for a while, staying engaged with the breath, and then you start to notice that there is a physical discomfort competing with your attention. And I invite you now to bring a physical discomfort, a tension or a soreness which you feel in your body. It might be not very strong right now, but let's still take that as the primary object. So you bring that to the foreground without completely losing the breath. So breath goes a bit into the peripheral awareness. And the physical discomfort becomes the primary object. Breathing into the physical discomfort or embracing the physical discomfort while also the mind and heart stays open.
So the direction here is that you go deeply into the experience without words. You strip away the projections, the words. So you go down to the level of the bare sensation, of the bare energy. You also stop to call it mine. It's the discomfort. You just look at it. You just it, you are you you are with it. While at the same time being aware of the space. So this is not an exercise of getting rid of the discomfort. Just being with the discomfort as it is. Letting go of mine and letting go of any judgment. Discomfort becomes the primary meditation object. Together with the breath, a bit in the background. And then when you notice that you get entangled with the inner dialogue, you bring your awareness back the discomfort with as much warmth as possible. As if the discomfort is a child. Which it soothes. If there's resistance, you just make the resistance part of the meditation object.
the discomfort, the discomfort we all share. So now we make another move. I invite you to uh, sense your body looking for an area where there's less discomfort or even comfort. So intuitively allow your mind to settle in an area which is more open or feels more alive or there's a bit more warmth or a bit more space. Doesn't matter where it is. So you let go of the discomfort. You allow to slide it. You allow it to slide in peripheral awareness, and you bring an area of comfort or less discomfort. into the foreground and you make that the primary meditation object while staying somewhat connected with the breath. So now you do the same as with a discomfort, you embrace it, you explore it. You stay engaged with that experience. So while you are staying engaged with the comfort, check up on the discomfort. How is it doing? Then you step up, you make a backward step, sliding or opening to a panoramic awareness. Not particular, focusing on anything like standing on a mountain top and 
looking into the landscape. Allowing the experience to flow as it wants to flow. Comments. Yes. Um, I don't have any special aches or anything right now, but I've tried to focus on itching places. Mm -hmm. But when I started to focus on them, they, after just a little while, they faded away. So I mm -hmm. have to find another place. Another mm -hmm. place. Mm -hmm. Is that common? Absolutely. Everything fades away. Mm. Yes, but uh, you, it might take a bit longer than these short moments. Yeah, uh, but of course, it's an interesting insight. It's a bit of an insight. Hmm. What's happening there? Uh, So, so in that case, uh, if you cultivate stable attention with the breath, you would return to the original object. So it fades, or it, or it does not need to fade completely. Once it is one, once it lost its like uh, its power or its intensity, so that without struggle you can return to the primary object, then you do that. Yes. 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 Mm. Yeah. And when we meditate now, yeah. and when we focused on the discomfort, mm. yeah, it was really sharp, mm. really, mm. and then when you told us to take something in our body, mm. I was shifting there and there. Mm. The, the, the breath came and I felt very calm here. Yeah. And also there. And 
then they told us to go back to the discomfort. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was, it was like, it was like, it was like cotton. And I mean, it was not that sharp. Mm -hmm. It was like, mm -hmm. it was a cotton. Yes, yeah. Mm -hmm. It was there, but it was mm -hmm. much more less. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, this is uh, this is a precious thing you have, you have discovered there. So what happens if you um, infuse your mind with you know the softness or in your belly, and then you turn that mind to to this. You kind of you bring it with you, so th this it mixes a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Again, this is not like a technique which always works, or you know, but it, it's it, it can be quite helpful for you to. Uh, there, there's a lot of things in there. I mean, one thing is to realize that the discomfort or the pain is not the only thing which is happening. And if you are not aware, then our mind locks into a, a discomfort and a, a difficult feeling, and it feels like this is all there is. Life is horrible. Yeah? And uh, so this this meditation can show you, ah, uh, yeah, but there's also something else. My feet are happy, happy. Well, in my in my belly there's some softness. Yeah. And then that gives you the opportunity to return to the discomfort and heal just by paying attention to it, by bringing that quality from the comfort into the discomfort. Mm -hmm. This is a quite common uh, you know, move in the Tibetan Buddhist tradition also. This is also what you do in the, in the mental bonding process. So you bring your mind uh, to something to something healing, to something supporting. In, in psychology, this is called connecting with your resources. So, uh, in a, in a resource-oriented psychotherapy, you always start by going towards the resource. What is, yes, everything sucks, everything is horrible, and sometimes that is difficult uh, to to help a person to connect with something like that, but that's that's what you do. You you go so in the Buddhist uh, approach. Before you approach the difficult, you take refuge. You call your master. You you call for help. You connect with bodhicitta. So you 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 you, you approach that which is difficult uh, with while being connected to something which supports you. So it's good. So take that with, take that with you. Mm.
Uh, it's interesting to acknowledge that something in you sometimes does not want to look into the good. So if you would have been less seductible <laughs> in my meditation, uh, something in you might have insisted, no, there's, there's this pain. And there's, it's horrible, and there's only the pain. And uh, I, you know, your mind would have resisted to go to the feet. Because it's like there's this, the attachment to pain, the attachment to suffering. Yeah. So luckily, somehow, you were, you were sed- seductible. <laughs> and, yeah, and you could, yeah, yeah, and you could yeah. kind of follow that. Yeah? And, and then, uh, but sometimes it's difficult for us uh, to uh, to let go of the of the discomfort but of that. But it is helping, uh, thinking of His Holiness, it is very much helping. Yes, for, for you, leader. yes, for, for you yeah, it's for like a, mm-hmm. it's, yes. uh, it's something you can always turn to. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so anything else? Yes. Absolutely, yes. Mm. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes. This is like a part of uh, uh, John Kabat-Zinn approaches, and uh, so I have a I have a guided meditation on SoundCloud. It's called "Being with Emotional or Physical Pain," where I guide, you know, kind of to, to go through the discomfort, to go through the comfort, and, and to kind of see what happens when you alternate like that. And then there's some questions one can ask to keep people more engaged with the comfort and also the discomfort. It's a question coming in from a, a technique called focusing, which is like uh, questions like, is there color? Does it change? Uh, what's the sensation? What's the temperature? So these are kind of questions which keeps keep people. Oh, I talked about curiosity. So these kind of questions they keep you, they keep they they make you looking, yeah. And then to see what happens if if I alternate like that. Yeah? So I'm not sure if. <coughs> I think I put different things together in this meditation, like from different sources. But uh, the principles you find in the in the work of uh, John Kabat-Zinn, working with chronic pain. So it's it's like finding a balance of understanding how healing it can be to be with the pain. On the other hand. Also cultivating the capacity to let the pain into peripheral awareness and to bring something other in the foreground. So it's kind of two different directions, towards and away, uh, and, that, uh, and to find the balance in that. Uh, because if you do pain, 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 <laughs> yeah, uh, and the like 
trying to stay connected with the discomfort that can lead into suppression and resistance towards the pain. So it's like um, the pain, I th pain management, I, I, I think, uh, should have like these both possibilities and, and cultivating the capacity of doing that. Suffering comes from resistance. This is like this is like the point for people who have something which you know nothing helps. So when nothing helps, what you always can try is not to make it worse. Yeah? So how do we make it worse? Through resistance, through the stories we tell about it. So if we let go of that, then that might not remove the pain, but it will reduce your suffering. And that's a lot. It still sucks, but it's not hell. And this is a difference. <coughs> if something sucks and hell, that's the yeah, that's really a, a difference. Yes. Kind of a rhetorical question maybe, but if the pain is emotional, do you use the same technique or yes. Yeah, yes. I said that a few times, and it's it's good to be reminded. When I say to put a difficult feeling onto the tray, what I mean is the somatic aspect of that emotion. So the energy, this where it is in the body. So what we need to what we need to learn is to distinguish between the projections and what is. So if you like to put grief on the on the on the tray does not mean to put the story onto the tray. You put the, the you put the somatic aspect, the energetic aspect. That's what you're curious about. That's what you're looking for. And and this is uh, an amazing discovery because for most people the somatic aspect and the story is mixed, is entangled. And then it becomes over then it can become overwhelming. It becomes this monster. So in this in this method, in this approach, you take these two components of what we call the emotions, you you take them like this, okay. The thoughts and the the, the energetic aspect. So, and then you start to you start to experience that it becomes manageable because you look at the thoughts, and yeah, they are thoughts, they are stories, they are not dangerous, they don't do anything. And then you go here, and and you 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 explore. Okay, what is it? What is it made of? Why is it so difficult to be with it? What is it without words? 
So this is now going into the vipassana practice, huh? insight meditation practice, the seeing which frees, which we will uh, do after Christmas, next in spring next year. So uh, now, having stabilized the mind a bit, a little bit, at least being on stage one, <laughs> which is <laughs> which is a gratulation. You know, next time I bring batches. You know. <laughs> Stage one. <laughs> so now we will, after, after, uh, in spring we will use the stage one mind, yeah, and uh, 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 so using the stage one mind uh, to uh, look into the nature of our experience. Not just using the meditation object to stabilize the mind, but to actually, uh, in, the, in the engagement with the object, we add the three characteristics inside. Yeah? Insight into the three characteristics. And this is part of what I just described. This is part of this uh, this uh, seeing seeing that frees looking at the meditation object in a way that it not only stabilizes your mind but it actually liberates you the op- the meditation object breath or whatever it is doesn't matter what the object is there was something yeah yeah uh I've also been taught a technique uh, that's like in a similar way of accepting suffering, but as a bodhicitta practice, mm-hmm. something along the lines of telling yourself that if I accept my headache, may all sentient beings mm-hmm. be liberated yeah. from their headaches. Yes, that's good. So. Mm-hmm. This is uh, like you know, this is like the idea of Tonglen. And, and, and Tonglen, in a nutshell, is there is the the discomfort, and I'm not alone with it. There's others experiencing the same, yeah. and then there's oh, the practice of Tonglen, uh, which is, can be a bit more elaborate. But uh, it's uh, so that's uh, that's very good. Um, part of the insight meditation then is also to stop to call the discomfort mine. Nothing in your experience is mine, belongs to me, is me. And you can play with it. Just play with it. So you have like uh, you know, the, the sensation of um, anxiety. And so you bring it into the foreground and then you say, my, mine, mine, oh God, oh God, 
mine, it's so horrible, it's mine, why me, I'm the only one, mine, and it will be always mine. And it was mine. <laughs> it was it was mine yesterday, and tomorrow it will be also mine. Yeah, and then you just drop it. You stop to say mine. Mine is a label. You see, it's a it's a it's a function of the conceptual mind. It's an, it's something we glue onto the experience. Mine. There is no mine in the experience. It's mine. It's not mine. <laughs> it's it's mine. It's you know we need to we need to we need to claim it. We need to claim it. And if you stop to claim it, what then? So just try it. Uh, what happens? And whatever. Uh, reduces suffering a little, it's good to do. Oh, okay, that was good. Yeah. So, some, some Buddhist teacher says, this is like a Buddhism in the nutshell is, nothing in my experience is me or mine. The, the one who says, what a bullshit, yeah? <laughs> like, yeah, of course it's me or mine. <laughs> uh, that's the one you can't find. The, the, the one who's rebelling against what I just said. Uh, that, that one you can't find. That one is made up. <laughs>